Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters and we're here to talk about it. Welcome back, everyone. Theora and I are joined by a very special guest today, Tracy Bolton. She's responsible for all the wonderful costumes you see in the show. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us today because we know you're a busy, busy lady. Oh, thank you for having me. I was excited to do this. Yes, we're so excited. Like the costumes on Motherland are so, so, so incredible. So we're just, we've been dying to pick your brain for like a very long time. <laughs> Um, it's very true yeah but like <laughs> before we jump into like before we jump into like motherland um just for like our listeners at home who may not be familiar with what costume designing entails like what is it like to be a costume designer in television what is it like to be a costume designer in television well it's very exciting it's um incredibly demanding like most jobs are in this business um you know you are only as good as your team and thank goodness i've had a really great team um with me for pretty much we had really consistent crew all the way through motherland especially my two assistants who unfortunately couldn't be with us today but um ailey McAllister and monique mccray were uh incredible support so um we we you know we start with obviously we went all the way from the pilot right to the finale and the pilot is the initial episode which sells the show. Um, and that was probably the most stressful part because you're coming up with all the concepts and trying to understand what's in Elliot's brain. <laughs> well, we had to do that all the way through the series, but right. <laughs> uh, especially at the very beginning, you know, coming up with um, the concepts of the uniforms that they were wearing and, you know, going from like, um, well, it's a witch show, so they should be in witch costumes to no, it's a military show who are witches. <laughs> so you're just this whole evolution. And it's really like, you don't, you get like six weeks and you realize you're like, well, this could go for 10 years. This could go for a year. Who knows how long these costumes have to last and what they're going to go through. So just trying to keep in mind, um, you know, trying to come up, obviously follow through with the in, the vision of, of Elliot and also trying to help the actors realize their characters. We're usually the first stop when an actor shows up. So they uh, get off a plane, go to the office, pick up their per diem, say a few hi. Sometimes they don't even do that. Actually, most of the time they come directly to us. They literally walk into our office and we're like the welcoming committee to uh, the show. And, you know, we talk to them, we welcome them, we talk a lot about the whole show, their character, and so many times in the fittings, they'll be like, yes, yes, this is me, you know, this is, this is Abigail, I'm finding her, you know? <laughs> so that's probably the most exciting part is really the evolution through the fittings and helping the actors find um, 
what their character is and who they are. Um, yeah, did that answer the question? <laughs> Felt like I rambled a bit there. <laughs> It sure did. We interviewed a lot of crew, uh, a lot of cast members who have mentioned that their costume was a big part of them, like feeling like their characters. I'm really glad you said that. It's very true, especially yeah. Catherine. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, Cat. Yeah, She's that's great. huge. Those um, dress uniforms, like Alder and Cat, like their military dress uniforms, like they had a real presence in those uniforms, and they felt like I remember Alder saying, like her boots. We spent a lot of money on her boots and she said they were like stilts for her. Like they stood her up and they held her up and they made her like really stand strong. So that was huge, right? You know, that's stuff that nobody knows or they don't see it, you know, and production sees the bill and they're like, what's that? And you're like, yeah, but <laughs> this Older. is what it's doing for the actor. Exactly. A costume exactly. isn't just a costume. It is helping in the, the actor's. Uh, so how many people do you have on your team to make everything happen? Um, you know, Motherland uh, required uh, quite a bit, a larger costume department. I think we probably, our core crew was probably about 30, uh, 30, 35. Um, we have um, a, a big cutting department and cutters are the ones who um, draft the patterns for a lot of the costumes because we make like 60% of our costumes. Um, That's really cool. And then, yeah, and then we have a bunch of seam. We had two cutters, four seamstresses, and they were like full steam ahead all the time. And then a huge background um, department that you know dresses all of those people that fill in all the background. And then you see how big our cast is. Like every single yeah. one of them are dressed head to toe, so it's it's a lot to manage. And then all the people on imagine. set, right? There's two. There's two forty foot trucks full of costumes, full of costumes. And then you've got two different teams on both of those trucks, managing all those clothing, all that clothing, getting it into the trucks, making sure it's, you know, the continuity is correct. It's, oh, and then breakdown, making everything go from brand new to old. <clears throat> it requires a lot of people. <laughs> I can or only old, imagine. Or dirty or covered in mushrooms. There you go. I was gonna say covered in mushrooms because we saw like some of those were in the auction. Oh yeah, I haven't been on the auction site. That's right. They I were actually like, have some stuff. I have some Did of you? the stuff. Yeah, I've got yeah. um, Scylla's jacket from season two, the Boston Police one. Cool. Um, and one of Quinn's shirts, one of Edwin's shirts, some of Adil's pants. Oh yeah, baby. Some not, Thurman's right? pants. <laughs> <laughs> and some green That's screen awesome. uh, suits from the pilot. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. I would love to see some of um, Edwin's shirts. We made those um, out of Denstock fabric from the 70s. I have um, one, whoa. like, literally right over there if you want me to grab it. Totally do. Yeah. Okay, one sec. Those were really cool shirts. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I think you can. <laughs> can I ask a question while Bree's gone? Do it. <laughs> um, how, do you, how do you make clothes look older like, without just, like, destroying it? artists were on the show the whole time. Well, Tassie was on the show from the beginning. Uh, Tassie Vickers and um, Kira 
Kira, I always say Kira, Kira Brady, and I always want to call her Bradley, Brady. Um, and they do a lot of washing, dyeing, painting, and spray painting. We have a big spray booth where they paint things. Um, they also created all the charms that were on the sashes and on the dress uniforms, every single one of those charms. Yeah, I have a question about that. Yeah. So they do a lot of, I called it breakdown and break up. This is what I used to say. I got a breakup project for you. They're like, Yay! <laughs> I love that. So Ooh, that's geez. just the tactical jacket from Scylla. Yep. That's a police um, jacket. All right. Yeah. Number four, Scylla. Yep. That's so cool. Hey, the, the tags are all still in them. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. It's got the tag with notes on it. Oh, it's that probably says the what all goes tag. with it. Yeah. And then here is, yes, that's super cool. So that's dead stock fabric from rag finders in LA. Um, so we made, you can see it's like kind of made, made to look like a 70s shirt, but it is actually yeah. fabric from the 70s. Wow. That's really cool. That's really yeah. amazing. And then we've got the pants from Adil. So, oh, are those the Is Todd the Snyder pants? <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, the really, really baggy ones? I love those yeah. pants. I love those pants. We called those his daddy pants. <laughs> so, oh, I've got he, a Dill's daddy pants. Whoa. You've got a Dill's daddy pants. He was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he was uh, supposed to, as Elliot said... He his witch daddy pants? Kind of over the season and gets like a very um, fathery feeling because of the whole marriage and wanting, wanting you know, um, Abigail to, you know, start a family and stuff. So we, you know, we dressed him in cardigans and you know, we had the daddy pants. <laughs> I mean, we have to delegate laugh. Delegate number two. Everything. Oh, delegate number two. Yeah. This is so cool. This is so cool. And then cool. just another Edwin. Okay. Yeah. Is it a Wrangler? Yeah, it's a Wrangler. It's like a Wrangler. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So cool. <laughs> Wrangler? You know Wrangler jeans. Wrangler. I don't know what any of these words yeah. you guys are saying. No? Oh. Hey, well, you're well, not a I buy whatever's the cheapest exactly. thing Green. or Walmart carries Wrangler. whatever I'm given. There you go. Right? Walmart carries Wrangler. I... They do. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> Bye. I don't I pay mean, attention. Uh, okay, I'll cut myself with, uh, off. Green, Bye. green screen suits that are Rayel and Scylla's. Oh, okay. The bright, uh, are they the bright green ones? The chrome mm -hmm. cone green? Yeah. yeah. Like spandex suits? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Fun. Fun. That look too small to fit on any human. Well, do you know how tiny Rayel is? Yes, I do. Taylor? I've seen <laughs> like, hugged her and she's so tiny. So tiny. <laughs> She's a waif of a little thing. <laughs> she is. All right. Um, so the, the um, your costumes for this show are just so iconic in so many ways. And there have been fans out there that just replicate them because they're so great. What, how does that feel to like have other people like try to replicate your work? Cause they just love it so much. Oh, 
Well, thank you very much for the compliment. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's funny. You're you're kind of like in the dearth and making it all happen. And you're not, I have no idea what's going on out there. Um, I think after first season, we saw some cosplay uh, uniforms and we were like, what? We were like freaking out and you know, <laughs> sending the website to Elliot going, look at this. <laughs> we're being recreated. It was so exciting and so much fun. Um, I think it's the biggest compliment possible. I mean, it's it's amazing. I like I said, I had no idea how people felt about them, or if they liked them, or if it, you know, or they were replicating them until we saw that. And now you're telling me, which is just amazing. I mean, you know, I never saw them in Costco, but at Halloween or anything, that would have been a bummer. <laughs> but no, Costco wishes. No, there's I definitely know. people that have just made them themselves and it's it's been really amazing to see pe the pe the creativity from people so i mean even the ones that were um not as complicated i guess like Scylla in the dungeon there was a really good oh, yeah. one of those right where she's just like in the tank top and bare feet yeah that's amazing with a plate amazing. of glass yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so what is the process like for designing um, attire for a character? Does what plays a role as far as like colors, fashion? Like I'm assuming a lot has to do with the character and what the the scene and all of that good stuff. But like as for like the whole season, because you see a recurrent theme, especially with like Scylla in that leather jacket, which I'm in love with. Wasn't that the coolest? It was mm -hmm. the coolest. I know. She looked I so was... good this season, by the way. She was so hot the whole season. Good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes, I mean, there's one season, was it two or one, where she played that, she was playing a character. And she was supposed yes. to look like, like she you know, got her clothes from Kmart. or Exactly. You, know, just, like, you did so well her. because Justine <laughs> was very distinct from Scylla. <laughs> totally. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, again, like stuff like that, you don't know if the audience gets it, but I guess, you know, they're not supposed to, they're just supposed to be able to watch it and enjoy it and just get immersed into the show, right? You don't want the costumes to be distracting by any means. But um, yeah, so I mean, starting with how do you dress the, the attire? Um, it all starts with a conversation with Elliot to find out what he is thinking. Um, and then episodic directors, but most of it comes from Elliot, especially if it goes past their episode. Um, so like our lead characters that play all the way through the season, that's really 100% Elliot um, and what, you know, he's envisioning. Um, I do anything that's uh, being built is all um, illustrated. Um, and then we, you know, do a presentation with illustrations and the fabrics and um, all of that. Uh, but the characters, we start with a conversation and then I do mood boards. So that is finding photographs and putting together a sheet, a presentation of what I think the character's clothing should be um, to represent their, their character. Their, um, and then um, what was the other part of the question? There was something else. Uh, um, like... Does color play a role, fabrics, fashion, 
at the at the yes yes and yes uh colors i mean you can see we were very uh cool and gray and blue and dark <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, i started to bring a little bit of color back in this season i was trying to pull it up a bit in their plain clothes towards the end of it towards them getting mm -hmm. a little bit happier but just as subtly as possible um uh fashion not so much in this show because we were in a in a you know um, an alternate universe uh this alternate universe you know doesn't have any cell phones you know that's like we didn't do any tears like i don't know if, like like no ripped jeans whatsoever no nothing frayed if we did do fray it was very very minimal um um and it was kind of loosely based in the 90s i was about um, to say <laughs> i'm sorry which is fashion nowadays right so it is but we didn't we didn't really follow that super closely um we just but it was kind of a jumping off point for us so it we really just took every era and just did what we wanted but fashion was very like current day fashion really had nothing to do with this show other unless it was a piece that we just liked and it was current day fashion and we we're like great let's incorporate it in but yeah, but, Rail yeah. felt in her plain clothes felt very '90s alternative. Totally. Yeah, so kind of I loved that. It brought yeah. me back to my childhood, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, and weather—that's yeah. the other thing. Sorry, I forgot about that. I was just thinking of uh, Silas. Jacket. So this year they were outdoors so much and they were always freezing in their uniforms. So we really, really tried to dress them for the weather appropriate with their um, boots and their warm coats and their toques or beanies, beanies of, as you all call them. Uh, <laughs> we call them toques in Canada. Those are the hats. I love that <laughs> name yeah. for it though. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So so in this show, because you mentioned, you know, it's obviously it's centered around like witches who are in like the military, at least like initially it evolves, obviously. But like, I'm very curious, what was the process for designing military attire specifically for like a female army? Because that's not something we have in this world that's very novel. And like, what kind of like oh conscious God. choices did you have to make when like adapting military attire to like a female army? So exciting. It was... Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> first of all, we wanted something that was going to work on any body type. Like we had double zero to size 20. And so it was coming up with an outfit, a costume that we could dress like 250 people in the same one and they all look good. Um, it was, it was really difficult to make sure we had enough of the right sizes and, you know, sleeve length and, you know, in hindsight, there's things I would have done differently, but we started with, um, you know, selling Elliot on a fabric, which was going to be good for the weather. Um, we thought it was durable and had some stretch in it. So that was this wax, stretch wax cotton that the gray one that mm -hmm. they used, mm -hmm. uh, we used on the jackets, the pants that we used, uh, we're Mountain Equipment Co-op, which is like um, our version of REC. REI. REI, REI, that's it. Um, so they're one of their branded pants. And I swear to God, 
we bought like 500 pairs of them, probably more than that in the end. And I think that they just kept Damn. remaking them and selling them. They're like, these are such a hot commodity. <laughs> and it was us buying them all, um, which were awesome. really great pants. And then we embellished them all. Like we, um, you know, we added the knee pads and then we, um, but they were just, they seemed to just work on everybody, those pants. They were just super flattering on everybody. Um, and uh, so, yeah, taking that into consideration, just all on the pilot, which is, you know, you don't have, know how long the show is going to go or how, what they're going to go through. Um, you just try to make the best costume possible. It's going to look good on every body type and hopefully be durable. Um, but we were just like pumping those uniforms out. It was nonstop right up until the very end. We were like making those uniforms. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty great. I think they turned out well. I mean, we had custom, the belts that they wear with that they wore, um, uh, were custom painted. They were like, you know, leather belts that were then um, stained and then those oh, big cool. buckles, like just the boots, the palladium boots, and they wore spats over their boots. And there's all so many pieces, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the rankings, you know, we did all the rankings which we had the stripes, right? So they are yeah. US military, their stripes go horizontal. And so I did them vertical. Um, and we did them all out of ribbon. So it was all grow grain ribbon, which were like stitched on. Wow. <laughs> that must have taken a hot minute right, for 500 uniforms. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> Again, when you start creating this, you don't realize that the Elliot's can be like, and then there's a scene of 300 people all in uniform. You're like, what? What? <laughs> You're like, okay, get the Sharpies out. We're going to use that. <laughs> Dang, you got to be in the costume department. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, all right, how do we do but this mass all produce? Totally. Yeah. It's all in the details though, right? It's all in those little details that really makes a costume come alive. And, and I think, or I think we all, all every costume designer agrees with that. Um, but we looked into getting them mass produced um, over in Thailand, which we did. Like we got the epaulets made in Thailand and um, you know, the, the big, the things on mm -hmm. their dress uniforms, we got all those mm -hmm. made in Thailand and we did, we did talk to a few people. It's just, I mean, obviously COVID and supply chain issues. We have to deal with all that, but it's just like having those things out of hand and across the ocean is just really nerve wracking at the pace that we were working. So sure. we oh, yeah. did look into it, but we ended up doing it all in house, which we were a factory. We literally were a factory. <laughs> wow. Well, kudos for getting that done because it all looked wonderful. You did. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have like, you said details and I have one question from the last episode that aired. Okay. So, well, I don't know so much a question as I thought it was awesome because you see when they get out of the prison van, I don't know why this stuck with me so much. They get out of the prison transport and they're all in their chains going into the courtroom. And you see on their sashes that the the unit, so Rael, Tally, and Abigail all have their little button or their pins on their sash to, you know, for their service medals or whatever. And then Scylla has none. And I just thought that was like, or it, at least it looked, yeah. So I noticed and yes. I'm like, cause that makes sense. Cause Scylla didn't actually like serve, serve. Yes. So, so <laughs> for you, yes, people notice. 
Totally free. That is amazing. See, it's stuff like that. Like we put so much thought into those things. Like it's just amazing. I mean, we're all exhausted by the end of the season and we're still like every single detail is just goes through so many layers of us um, making sure that we get it right. And that is something it was just like, wait a second, Scylla shouldn't have any because she's not. Yeah. And we kept adding for the girls, like for the three, um, Rael and I always tally, Rael, Tally, and Abigail. I always went, go between their names and their character names, their real names. Right. Me um, too. That's fine. Yeah, it's hard. Um, so, but we kept adding, um, more charms to their, to their sash. Aww. And we, we made, um, specific ones for them, which we, Tassie ended up making them. Um, that we added at the very end, which came out of our conversations on the pilot with the girls and their characters. And so that's so cool. Right. Right. But that was our little, you know, uh, nugget for them. Right. Like a little special thing. That's so amazing. I hope they, I hope they all took their, yeah. I hope they all took their sashes with them. I don't even know. Oh, I'm sure they did. I I know they made off with quite a few things. Sorry. Excuse me. No, no, no. You're fine. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, they made off with a lot of stuff. That was like we did like six weeks of rap and just trying to get rid of everything, and all the girls took a huge chunk of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I see chunk. it every time <laughs> Amalia does an interview. She wears something from. Oh, does the show. she? Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yes, we do notice. Um, there are like a, a, a million things that. It, that we that we love about the, and I do know that someone went through and and pulled every single one of the ranks and tried mm-hmm. to fit them into it and then made a PowerPoint about it. So people are like into it. <laughs> so. Well, Monique, that's amazing. So Monique, uh, my, one of my two assistants, she was in charge of like the uniforms and she did a whole Bible on the ranking system. And what they should like, how many stripes they have, and so we have. I don't have it anymore because I can't keep everything. <laughs> I moved too yeah. much for one. <laughs> but um, yeah, she did like a massive ranking system bible, which then everybody had like on the on the costume trucks and stuff, so that they could follow it. Um, I'll have to that's tell so her that cool. that stuff really got uh, please do. recognized. Please do. She'll be very very thrilled. Please do like, cause that's one of the big reasons why we wanted to do these interviews is because we feel like, um, crew deserves a lot of recognition for all of the little details and all of the things that you guys do in general to make the show happen. And we don't feel like it happens enough. So it's true. I appreciate that. We all do. Well, good. I'm glad (laughs) that you guys are. And I know everyone's enjoying seeing all of all of the different aspects. So it's been cool. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite costume from Motherland? Um, or like probably, a top five? Yeah. I mean, I loved the Imperatrix. Um, those were really fun to do. Yeah. Uh, that was really like, yay. We get to do something fancy. Um, um, I, I mean, I think the uniforms. Ultimately, I think by the end of this, you know, three seasons, I was like, if I have to see those uniforms one more time, get them away from me. <laughs> <laughs> After you're mass producing them, yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think in the end, the Imperatrix was the funnest to do. Oh, you know, the witch, uh, the um, Ice Age uh, witches at the oh, very yeah. beginning of season three. That was really fun to do. It was uh, because I, I kept saying, like, we sent out Kathleen, um, who's been with me for years and years and years, and she does a lot of our fabric shopping. And I was like, okay, you have to bring me back. I want like samples of leather, but like I want raw leather, not dyed. But she kept coming back with like the yellow, you know, when you think of like leathers, like raw leather, it's very, always very mm -hmm. yellow, what you see on the cowboys mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, 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 this is still tanned. This is dyed. Like I said, you got to get it like it's white when it's like it's white and a little bit brown. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Finally, she found it and she came back. And so we got to do those Ice Age witches all in white leather. Um, which wow. was, well, that was un so untanned cool. leather and then fake fur. I don't know why we can, this has always been confusing to me. We can use leather, but we can't use fur. We're like, <laughs> okay. <That's an> <laughs> <point>. <laughs> I know. So it's all fake fur, but it looks so real that it's, it's amazing. Like they, like when I, we had standards and practices be like, you know, on us as soon as they saw it they're like no no we did all the pay you guys have all the information it's all fake 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 um, fur looks so real but now it does it's good um <laughs> you know we tried to throughout the season we tried to use mushroom leather because that's becoming a thing now um leather mm -hmm. made of like vegan leather made out of mushrooms mm -hmm. um but all the good stuff has been bought up by all the designers and so we couldn't actually get any we could but it was all really not good quality it was very hard so all the really supple soft stuff like Hermes bought it they're making a whole line of vegan leather purses and stuff <laughs> it was like well we can't compete with that <laughs> no so what can you do yeah so in the course of creating all these costumes for motherland are there are there any ones that you kind of like wish you could have changed like in hindsight now or altered in any way um yeah i think you know like i think one of the things which is an old costume trick in films which in film which we didn't do for some reason i think it was just an oversight with all of us um like on our uniforms the sleeve length was always an issue so we did have those gauntlets that went underneath, which we would yeah. use, like we would pull down or put on the uh, background if the sleeves were too short. But there is a way of making sleeves really quickly extendable. Here, sorry, you can't see me. Where you oh. can, like, um, you can have a, a system with buttons or snaps and they go shorter and then you can snap them down to make them longer. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's, I wish that we had done that in hindsight um for both dress uniforms and the bdus um uh the there's the matrimonialists which end up being they were the people underneath the imperatrix and they were kind of like the how do i explain them they're sort of like the women who um help with childbearing um the characters that help with childbearing they ended up mm -hmm. becoming not as big of storyline as they could have their costumes were gorgeous but they were built oh. to be on um robust women like voluptuous women mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. which never got 
that information was never sent to James, our extras casting director, or maybe he just ignored it. I'm not sure. But we ended up getting these tiny, skinny little women, but these costumes that were built to be on very voluptuous women. So that didn't work. (laughs) I was devastated when I saw it. I know. I know. I, I was devastated when I saw it. I was just like, what the i mean we could have padded them like we we do that a lot right like to match people we build bodysuits to go underneath their costumes oh that's so, ooh, that's actually a good story i can that's tell you that story yeah because body types like you'll get a stunt double who's like a size four and you'll get an actor who's like a size 16 and you're like well the two don't match so nobody says anything but costumes builds a suit for the stunt double <laughs> And then we put the costume over top of that so that they match. Yeah. That's so fascinating. That is fascinating because people were wondering, because those showed up in the auction too. And people were like, what is, what's going on? Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff showed up in that auction. You have to tell me the auction. Listen, (laughs) it's gone now. Like it was like quite a while ago. Um, But yeah, I have a lot of friends who bought a lot of the lots so scalpers couldn't get a hold of them and then like turn around and sell them on ebay for inflated prices so basically fans bought them so they could sell them to fans at the price that they were bought oh you guys you're so good (laughs) we try (laughs) we try um so that's why a lot of the uniform lots were bought up by fan groups who kind of came together and bid on them amazing yeah Wow. You just wanted switches that everybody wanted switches to have the the things and not people to just make money off of it for making money, which whatever. But anyway. Oh, for sure. No, we were when we were doing the sale because um, we had a cast and crew and sale. Um, mm-hmm. And I said to our producer, I was like, because they decided to sell all the uniforms with all the GAC on them. Um, we were like, at the very end, we're like, because people were buying them for Halloween costumes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, we were like, oh, my God, somebody said, you know, they could just buy them and then resell them for like a lot of money. And I was like, oh, I don't think that way. Right. But I was like, I went up to her. And she's like, well, if anybody thinks to do that, all the power to them. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> Like, there's another reason why we should have probably taken off all the gap, right? Because it's just not as valuable, but that's okay. The, the life goes on, right? The world goes on. People are enjoying it and making money off of it, I guess. I didn't make any money off of it. I should have thought about <laughs> you that. Thank you. <laughs> Put like the tags in there and brand it. <laughs> well, totally. all of the uniform lots got bought by fans, I believe. And the um, costumes... The costumes for the pre the Ice Age witches also got bought by fans. So the what the costumes for the what? Ice Age witches. <gasps> the leather and fur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fake fake fur. Right. Brie, it's fake fur. Fake the fake fur. fur. God, they're gonna need a lesson on how to actually put it on because it's really just like pieces, right? That then you it get dressed into. Yeah. You can see from the pictures that it was yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But that's, oh, that I'm funny. really, they were really cool costumes. They were gorgeous. I'm so glad. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And I'm so glad that they're living on, right? And people are mm-hmm. enjoying yeah. them. Exactly. Um, 
better than Okey going dokey. into a big warehouse and storage space and getting eaten yeah. by mice. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly they have homes for people that actually treasure them so there you have it um all right so can you please explain to our audience the pants versus shorts debacle in the wedding scene debacle Um, there you go again brie with the word debacle (laughs) (laughs) when i say debacle i mean people were just curious and asking questions on discourse there's on (laughs) discourse on the rail and silla costume and because it's a really cute story so (laughs) it is a cute story so um when Elliot and I were talking about the wedding um, and trying to figure out, you know, how we were going to finish off the series um, and tell everybody's story, it's, it's always hard, right? Because you're like, well, where do they get this stuff from? I mean, it's not like they go shopping and to, to buy these things. So there's always backstories on where the costumes come from and how they get them. That's for us. That's really, really important. Um, and so for Scylla and Rael, the idea was that they got a suit from the house, from one of the fathers, and uh, Rael wore the jacket and Scylla wore the pants. And um, we, we weren't actually going to put anything under the jacket or for Rael. She was just, it's just, it was supposed to look like a really short, like a jacket, like a text jacket dress, which are popular and they're out there. People just wear text jacket dresses with stilettos and they look fantastic. So, but we did put shorts so that she was comfortable on set and could, you know, sit and dance and have fun like they like to do, <laughs> kick up their legs. So we did put shorts underneath it, um, and I was fine with if you saw the shorts or or not, but wasn't the intention for you to actually see the shorts. And then Scylla wore the pants from the suit, uh, and then the top that she was wearing was supposed to be an antique top that was, again, found in the attic, um, an antique lace top that was supposedly found in the attic that she paired with it. So that's the story that the two of them come together and make one full suit. <laughs> See, that makes it's sense. super cute. It does. And also, this is why I could talk to you for 93 years, because the backstory to all the clothes is like the most interesting thing to me. Right? So, yeah. it's We don't I just do it. things willy nilly. Like, it's not just exactly. like, ah! <laughs> like, there is a lot of thought that goes into it. Tracy, our episodes are like four hours long for a reason. We love details. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, the So practical question. We kind of talked about this a little bit with the uniforms, but kind of wondering how do factors such as like budgets or having like multiple costumes per character, like for main characters, stunt doubles, etc., play into the role of costume designing for one of these projects? Uh, Well, um, budgeting is like the financial aspect of costume designing is always like a thorn in our sides, of course, but it's important. I mean, unfortunately, it is an art, but it's also a business that we're in. Um, So money crunching number crunching always comes into play um we do we do have like a department of uh three or four people we had this last season we had curtis reeves as our supervisor he's kind of like our office manager and then we have 
to people, Summer and Petra, who do, like, they do all the finances with all the receipts and everything. So we, um, and that's just for our costume department. So they, uh, Curtis will create a, an initial budget and then we all sit down and we put the numbers in of what we think and what the script, after reading the script of what the script is asking for. Um, and sometimes it's astronomical <laughs> and sometimes it's really not that much money because it's a lot of uniforms, right? Creating more uniforms, creating more uniforms. Um, that budget goes in to our producers and they're like, you know, we get a phone call. We can't do this. <laughs> it's like, well, we're just responding to the script, right? <laughs> like, um, but we, <laughs> you know, so it becomes like a real team effort. It's not just us. Like it's, it's very minimal, like if you're if we're going to, I mean, obviously, we, you know, don't go shopping at, um, you know, uh, Berg, Bergdorf, good, what is it? What is the New York store? The big expensive store? I don't know, for some Bergdorf. Bergdorf's. Good, oh, yeah, Bergdorf's, yeah. Bergdorf's, Bergdorf's yeah, Goodman. Goodman. Yeah. yeah. We don't go shopping there for all of our characters. A lot of our characters are thrifted if they don't need to be multiplied. I love thrifting. Um, but so many of them have photo doubles, stunt doubles, you know, it's like, you know, every outfit, you have to have five of them, um, easily. Um, so we do have to take that into consideration and make sure, first of all, that we can get the quantity and that we're not breaking the budget with like, oh, look at this $1,500 jacket and we need eight of them. Um, so we just have to be reasonable, um. You know, but there, I mean, there were times where you did buy a $1,500 jacket and sometimes we did buy three of them, but it was very, very rare. I would have gotten my wrist slapped many times <laughs> if I did that. <laughs> no more jackets for you. No. no. Yeah, no exactly. More. Exactly. You're cut off. You're cut off. <laughs> exactly. Did, did that answer your question, Thiara? Yes, absolutely. No, thank you. Because... You know, I don't think, I don't know that most people realize, like, when there's a costume, like, for one character, there's, like, you have to get multiple of it. And so it's not just, like, it, there's constraints to what you can do. So thank you for your insight on that. Especially on, especially on this show. Like, it was incredibly rare that we ever needed one of them. And we would confirm, like, with everybody. It's like, you promise me we only need one of these, right? Right? And it was like, let me follow up in writing, like answer this email in writing. So I've got confirmation. We only need one. <laughs> so, yeah. Sign it in blood. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what inspired the looks for the main four characters in season three being rail, Tally, Scylla and Abigail? Um, Oh, you're challenging me now. Um, let's see. So they start in the warehouse. Yeah. So they start in the warehouse and they're in, and then when they leave the warehouse, they're on the run. And the idea was, I'm just trying to think of what our concept was. The idea was basically that the people that were living in the warehouse had like a room just piled full of clothes. And that's kind of how people just like grabbed their stuff um, for the clothes. We kind of, we stayed um, a little similar to their characters. Like, you know, Abigail was, you know, the rich one, obviously, the more refined and, you know, Rail was a little bit more grunge. 
Um, that's, I mean, I, I hate those kind of labels, but it's an easy way to kind of describe the, the looks. Mm -hmm. And Scylla was, you know, we kind of did a little bit of punk on her, but never went deep into that. Um, and she was soft punk. Yeah. Soft punk. I love that. And, you know, Tally was our, you know, our kind of like boho earthy girl. Um, so, you know, we, our thought was, well, they, they, they have their characters and they have their likes and dislikes. So even if they're, you know, you know dumpster diving or clothing diving in a pile of clothing, they're still going to gravitate towards things that they like. Um, and, uh, things that are going to work in the weather because it was, we shot all the way through the winter, the rain, the cold. So made sure that they could pile on a lot of stuff. And, you know, they love it. Like Tally's from South Africa. So like she was freezing all the time. Um, so yeah, so we were just like in the fitting room. We're just like, okay, how many more layers do you want? And she's like, I love this jacket. It's got down and wool and... <laughs> So that did factor a lot into the last season was like really, really practical clothing um, that would work. Even the leather jacket that you had mentioned on Scylla, it was waterproof. Like it was a, it was a quilted leather jacket that was waterproof. So awesome. when that came in, like from one of the shoppers, I was like, I love this. Go see if you can get five more, <laughs> you know, which I think in the end we had yeah. like 10 of them. <laughs> wow. Amalia's yeah. like, I'm from Sweden. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love to I love the layers though. Um just I can remember under the the leather jacket it had like a hoodie and or a shirt or like a shirt and or a hoodie and then a shirt and then a, and then just like a t shirt. For um, sure. Yeah, and that was cool. And then there were tallies were super interesting, like the horse sweater. Right. The little like cardigan with the horse. I know she loved that sweater. So the whole idea was, I mean, initially when you start the season, you have like, you know, grand ideas that they're going to wear the same outfit pretty much the whole way through because there's really no reason for them to change. Right. But then people start getting really sick of wearing the same outfit. And that's why we did have so many layers to start with so that they could have a lot of like, take this off, take that on, you know, add that on later. And but everybody's like, she actually texted me at one point. She's like, when can I get rid of this unicorn sweater? <laughs> she's like, when do I change? When do I change? I was like, okay, fair enough. Let's get rid of the unicorn sweater. <laughs> she goes, I used to love it. I hate it now. <laughs> and there you so, go. It's just. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, so we, you know, when once they got into that big, huge house, we kind of were like, well, I guess this is a good place for them to find more clothing, you know? So. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Before we like wrap things up, we just want to check in with producer Caitlin to see if she has any questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties from Caitlin. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Where I have my thoughts and then as soon as it's my turn to speak, it goes out my head. Uh, <laughs> so, do you ever get, like, actors, like, not wanting to wear uh, something? You know, like, I mean, yeah. they don't really get a say, right? Like, do you ever really get, like, pushback? Because I did... <laughs> 
speaker, and people always hate their costumes, and they got something worse. Oh my god, I, I mean, we laughed a lot during the show, and in our fitting room, um, we had a uh, printout off the internet, and it was a male ballet dancer in his tights, and in the front of his tights was stuck, shoved full of a bunch of socks. So it had the big, huge bulge, like way, way oversized. And underneath it said, this is what happens to your costume if you piss off the costume department. <laughs> oh, threats. <laughs> it's something, something like that. So it was a great thing because it was like actors would come in and they'd be looking around. We'd have their mood boards up and we'd have music playing. And then they'd get their eyes over to this and they'd be like, oh, my God. And they'd start laughing. It was like a good way to break the ice. Like, that's lovely I yeah love it. This um i gotta say like things have changed a lot over the decades um actors used to like old school actors were a little a little bit harder to work with um i feel actors nowadays and and everybody is much more collaborative and i think understands the whole process that everybody goes through and um, on this show, particularly, there was a lot of trust um, in, in, you know, our ability and what we did and they, everybody was really happy. But I mean, there's also we spent a lot of time in fitting rooms, right? And they know that after we figure out what we're, they're going to wear, then it goes through an approval process, right? It goes to the executive producers and then it goes to the network and then it comes back with generally 95% of the time. It's always great. Love it. Perfect. But, you know, sometimes it's like, well, what the heck are you thinking? It's <laughs> like, all right, got that one wrong. Whoops. <laughs> that happened like maybe two times. <laughs> um, Do you remember so, what it was on? Um, oh, there's been a few things. Even Abigail's wedding dress at the end, like the initial uh, discussion that went to the executive producers was much more ethereal and um, softer and, and which we were like, well, this is, I think, where she would be at this point. And then Elliot was like, absolutely not. She's got, it's got to be old school. It's got to be vintage. It's got to be like, you know, so we, we then we moved way, way off of that. Like it, it was a total 180. It gave um, me Edwardian vibes. 100% of course because it's like it's a it's a period piece like it's a yeah it's I mean it isn't a period piece but um he um I'm not gonna remember the name of the movie but he sent me a, a link to a movie <coughs> of uh that he was like I want something kind of along this world uh, this world which I was like oh my god that is like not that was not in my mind at all um, and I love the way that dress turned out. Like it was so stunning on her and just, but mm -hmm. so different than what we initially thought about. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, and they have that whole storyline where her grandma has it on the, you know, the mannequin and she's fixing it. And, um, yeah. So sometimes I finish talking. I'm like, what was the question again? <laughs> Girl, same, same. Oh no, that's you every question that yeah, line. like the two of us, <laughs> we never know where our brains are going. The aura, we have to count on her. Yeah, but bringing up the wedding, yes. right? <laughs> so I just good. wanted to tell you that I yeah, love Tally and Kalita's outfits for that wedding. Oh, 
I would say. They were amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So that was, that was based off of my mood board. Like I put together kind of like um, ethnic feeling outfits for her because she's just so worldly and Mm -hmm. never really knew where she came from or I mean, we knew where she came from, but she just, well, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so, and then I, he just zoned in on one picture and he was like, I want her in that. I was like, okay, great. So we just, uh, you know, searched the world for the right fabric. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then finally this one came and I was like, yes. Um, yeah, and then built her a suit, and it was so cool. And ta- oh, excuse me, Tally's jumpsuit. I mean, Tally, the easiest person to dress. You could put her in a potato sack, and it looks like she's on a runway. So I um, mm-hmm. can't remember where that jumpsuit came from. And then it was a vintage belt that was on her. And then she just like, and then she stands in front of the camera, right? And she just does like one of these, and you're like, sell yes. it, baby. <laughs> on Instagram wearing it, I think in an interview or something, mm-hmm. which was, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. I also loved Rail and Scylla's pre-ceremony yeah. outfits. Yeah. yeah. Like, that blazer yeah. was yeah. so cool, and the dress with the tulle. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Very it looks much. so I good know. on them. I kind of just, like, broke any kind of, like, um, you know, theme to what they normally wear and just had fun. <laughs> well, it's still well, a little still hunky. The leather belt. Yeah, totally. A little punky. And then that's that so to me. One of the, um, that blazer that she was wearing, um, mm-hmm. a rail, is from the pilot. It's a vintage blazer that we had bought on the pilot. And I had them in her closet the whole way through. And I was like, finally, we got to use it. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, as soon as yeah. I saw the I pictures of that, I was like, holy crap. They look so good. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was... You've mentioned the mood boards. Um, Yeah, so I like to do a lot of searching on Google for interviews, and I found your Pinterest... So are the those the I, mood I boards in there? Interest is I or are they just like, like different ideas? Much everybody that was like shopping or had any kind of um, involvement. Yeah. We, <laughs> so, but I would invite like our whole crew. Yeah, yeah I found a couple awesome. other people too. So I would say the Pinterest is my scrapbook. So I'd say anybody can throw pictures in there. So like Monique and Ailey and Byers, people would just throw pictures in there. They're like, hey, do you, is, this, is this kind of what you're looking for? And then I would go back into those Pinterest boards and then I would pull off of there what I wanted to put onto a mood board. And sometimes those, those scrapbooks ended up being nothing like what it was going to be, but it just gets the juices flowing, right? And the oil in the wheels <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hours and hours and days and days go into like research and trying to figure out what it's going to be and how to make everybody look different and different patterns, different colors, you know, character. And, um, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, for sure. Even when I come home at night and I'm like, so not a lot of work at all. It's like before she goes, so easy. And I'm still on my computer going, Oh, just a sec. (laughs) And she's like, if you could be on your computer, I could be on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
know. It's always it's always working. <laughs> well, you have such a cool job, so there it is go. pretty cool. I know I can't complain. I do love it. I do love it for sure. I think you'd have for to sure. to do all of those uniforms. <laughs> yeah, exactly for sure. And if you, you know, it's no we i mean are you on set like 16 hours a day like the actors Um, and like the crew we use a lot of whatsapp and communicate with everybody and um everybody has access to all the photos and you know what it should look like uh you know we would go to the truck quite often but getting onto set was always a bit of a hassle and you always show up at the wrong time (laughs) they're like on lunch or (laughs) they're not shooting or you know whatever um so we we have i mean in prep we work long hours but our hours are much more contained um you know if we have to we work 16 hours but normally we you know kind of go eight till seven or eight till eight kind of thing um a lot of people will go home and work from home for a bit especially during COVID again mm-hmm. which was kind of nice and you, you you realize that it actually works which is what's happened all over the world right it's like oh yeah, you can actually go home and do all your receipts and not have to sit in the office. So pour yourself a glass of wine and chill out for a bit. (laughs) All right. Well, Tracy, thank you so, so much again for taking the time to talk to us today. Like we really appreciate it. We love getting to pick your brain and get to know you better. So thank you again. So, so, so much for this. Um, Before we like, sign off we just want to to ask if you had any final words for our listeners at home today Ooh, final words oh um well uh yeah when you're watching the show hopefully you are just enjoying the show and not thinking about the costumes if you are thinking about the costumes (laughs) i hope it's not too distracting (laughs) because that's not what it should be but I do uh, hope that people appreciate all the fantastic costume design work that's out there. And, and I hope I gave you a little glimpse into um, the thought process that goes into it all and behind it, because there's some gorgeous costumes out there and uh, we can, we'll never stop appreciating them. Absolutely. No, never. So, alrighty. Well, thank you again. And that's been our show today for everybody listening at home. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the world of costume designing through Tracy's eyes. And uh, until then, we'll see you guys next time. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all of our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. Please subscribe and like all the things. If you happen to be listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review, no matter how brief. This is what Apple uses in their algorithm to uh, help us gain a wider audience, so please, please, please help us out. Yes, and please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you about everything and anything. And if we like it, we'll probably give you a shout-out on the air. You can find us at all the things... Twitter at Big Gay Energy Pod, Tumblr, Big Gay Energy Pod, Instagram, Big Gay Energy Pod, or you can email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for lesbian Jesus. <laughs>